Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by the Book Guide. Aelin Ashriver Galathinius, heir of fire, beloved of Mala Lightbringer and rightful queen of Terrison, leaned against the worn oak bar and listened carefully to the sounds of the pleasure hall, sorting through the cheers and moans and body singing. Though it had chewed up and spat out several owners over the past few years, the subterranean warren of sin known as the vaults remained the same. Uncomfortably hot, reeking of stale ale and unwashed bodies, and packed to the rafters with lowlifes and career criminals. More than a few young lords and merchant sons had swaggered down the steps into the vaults and never seen daylight again. Sometimes it was because they flashed their gold and silver in front of the wrong person. Sometimes it was because they were vain or drunk enough to think they could jump into the fighting pits and walk out alive. Sometimes they mishandled one of the women for hire in the alcoves flanking the cavernous space and learned the hard way about which people the owners of the vaults really valued. Aelin sipped from the mug of ale the sweating barkeep had slid her moments before. Watery and cheap, but at least it was cold. Above the tang of filthy bodies, the scent of roasting meat and garlic floated to her. Her stomach grumbled. But she wasn't stupid enough to order food. One, the meat was usually courtesy of rats in the alley a level above. Two, wealthier patrons usually found it laced with something that left them awakening in the aforementioned alley, purse empty. If they woke up at all. Her clothes were dirty, but fine enough to mark her as a thief's target. So she'd carefully examined her ale, sniffing and then sipping it before deeming it safe. She'd still have to find food at some point soon, but not until she learned what she needed to from the vaults. What the hell had happened in Rifthold in the months she'd been gone? And what client Arabin Hamel wanted to see so badly that he was risking a meeting here? especially when brutal black-uniformed guards were roaming the city like packs of wolves. She'd managed to slip past one such patrol during the chaos of docking, but not before noting the onyx wyvern embroidered on their uniforms, black on black. Perhaps the King of Otterland had grown tired of pretending he was anything but a menace and had issued a royal decree to abandon the traditional crimson and gold of his empire. Black for death, black for his two word keys, Black for the Vogue demons he was now using to build himself an unstoppable army. A shudder crawled along her spine, and she drained the rest of her ale. As she set down the mug, her auburn hair shifted and caught the light of the wrought iron chandeliers. She'd hurried from the docks to the Riverside Shadow Market, where anyone could find anything they wanted, rare or contraband or commonplace, and purchased a brick of dye. She'd paid the merchant an extra piece of silver to use the small room in the back of the shop, to dye her hair, still short enough to brush just below her collarbones. If those guards had been monitoring the docks and had somehow seen her, they would be looking for a golden-haired young woman. Everyone would be looking for a golden-haired young woman. Once word arrived in a few weeks that the king's champion had failed in her task, to assassinate Wendland's royal family and steal its naval defense plans. She'd sent a warning to the king and queen of Eelway months ago, and knew they'd take the proper precautions. But that still left one person at risk before she could fulfill the first steps of her plan. 
the same person who might be able to explain the new guards by the docks, and why the city was noticeably quieter, tenser, hushed. If she were to overhear anything regarding the captain of the guard and whether he was safe, it would be here. It was only a matter of listening to the right conversation or sitting with the right card partners. What a fortunate coincidence, then, that she'd spotted Turn, one of Aerobin's favored assassins, buying the latest dose of his preferred poison at the shadow market. She'd followed him here in time to spy several more of Aerobin's assassins converging on the pleasure hall. They never did that, not unless their master was present. Usually only when Aerobin was taking a meeting with someone very, very important or dangerous.